welcome and thanks for tuning in to the latest installment of the drifter podcast flights miles and abroad with your hosts brandon boone kiara sandoval and brian fontenot learn how to maximize points new interesting places to explore stories from fellow travelers and get your travel questions answered from our weekly podcast We missed y'all guys. We're back. Hey, y'all. How y'all doing? What's going on? It's going good. Going good. So in the non-world travel today, I'm learning to uh, take boxing lessons so I can fight like Rondo and Chris Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Did you see that uh, pick of Mayweather sitting in the back? Like, Uh -uh. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's like, (laughs) he's ready for the fight. (laughs) <laughs> Money team was like, "Yo, right. he gonna pick the winner. <laughs> right, the winner gonna roll with him." <laughs> you see, was funny. man, Travis Scott was about to jump in. Man, he somebody he had to hold him too? back. Yeah, what? <laughs> and Nipsey Hussle, Nipsey Hussle was there too. Did you what? see Nipsey Hussle's picture? Nipsey uh-uh. was ready to throw hands too. Oh, I ain't seen him too. Yeah, they, they was about to fight for. They had a picture of uh, uh, Travis Scott. He was like holding, like somebody was like holding him back. He almost jumped it in there too. What they were team CB three. Man, it was H Town versus LA. <laughs> we'll see who man, who really about that crazy. thug life. I had to look those up. <laughs> yeah, it was funny, man. <laughs> Not condoning violence, but I'm just saying, man. Chris Paul ain't no punk, and neither is Rondo. <laughs> right. Put them in a the ring. Yeah, right. Pretty round, much round two. Yeah. So if you ever learn a boxing lesson, just watch that little uh, five minute clip. Take you back to the streets. <laughs> I hope that y'all week's been as eventful as the Houston versus LA game on Sunday. We're glad to be back in, in the saddle, be able to share with you some uh, tips and tricks on how you can be able to travel all across the world, especially for the low, because that's what's most important for you, right? Nobody wants to yeah. really spend too much money. <laughs> so you so, go catch LA Laker fights. Exactly. So you can be front, front seat. You know what I'm saying? I wish I had floor seats in the game. That would have been so funny. What? Right? <laughs> But speaking of expenses, we're going to go into our first segment of the show, talking about credit cards, giving you the tips and tricks you need to know to be able to travel across the world for the low. And so last week's episode, we covered the uh, Capital One Venture Card. And today we're going to go to a different variation of the same card. Today we're going to cover the Capital One Venture One Rewards Card. (laughs) Don't forget the one. It's confusing, right? It's confusing. Wait, there's a venture card and then there's a venture one card. There's a venture and saying? a venture one and a venture oh. the one. And basically, how it goes is the card with more letters, it has less annual fee. <laughs> <laughs> if that's not confusing, don't shoot. Tell Capital One they did a good job in their marketing. Right. <laughs> but uh, so for today's card, we're focusing on is Capital One Venture Card. Now, the Capital One Venture One card is just like the venture card in that I wouldn't necessarily say it's a miles card. But it's one that can help you get miles, quote unquote, so that you can be able to travel. Think of it more of like a cashback card that you can use to be able to get uh, 1.25x on every dollar that you spend. So you spend a dollar, you're getting 1.25x uh, points, essentially. And so it also has no uh, annual fee, which is the other benefit of the card. So you got the venture card, which has a $95 annual fee but also has a higher earning rates, whereas you have this card, if you want no annual fee, it gives you at least 1.25, which is pretty good out there when it comes to uh, uh, credit cards and getting some points. Uh, I would think of this as almost like an everyday spending type of card. 
Um, it doesn't have the TSA one pre-check, um, but it does include a card that you can get with no annual fee that has no foreign transaction fees. Yeah, that's pretty good. So oh, that's think, good. So think about this. You got a card that ends you 1.25x spend. It has no foreign transaction fees and no annual fee. If you're ever traveling outside the country, it's a great card that you can have because it's a MasterCard. So it's going to be pretty much accepted everywhere. You're not going to run into too many issues of you finding a place to use this card. Uh, but if you want a higher redemption rate, you definitely want to go for the venture. But when you're thinking about a good starter card, I'd recommend this actually be one of your cards you start with. Um, the redemption strategies that you have for this is pretty much the same as the venture. So for redemption strategies, you have the ability to get cash back on your bank account. You can redeem and erase the cost of certain purchases, or you can just redeem it for cash back on the card. So, and then you also still have the uh, 10x points that you can earn by going to hotels.com slash venture. So if you're booking hotels, this card still gives you a good way of earning points and redeeming points too. Not bad. It's not bad at all. I mean... I think it's a pretty good inch level card that you can have. Yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure. This was actually one of my first, I think I got this card before my Chase card. Um, I think before even I knew Chase denied me, that's why I went to Capital One. So I got this before the Freedom. I didn't really know too much about it. Capital One's a little more like Suge Knight. Right. <laughs> <laughs> They'll take everybody. Right. Yeah. So you don't want you don't want your uh, what. But uh, you don't want your uh, producer off dancing up in the videos. <laughs> Come to Death Row Records. <laughs> yeah, so definitely a good entry card. Yeah, definitely is good entry card. So, do you still use your card now, Brandon? Um, or you retired one, it? No, I still mm-hmm. I still have it, but I don't I don't use it hardly. Okay. That's why I was so confused last week. I couldn't remember which one I had. <laughs> oh, I know I'm not paying a fee on it. Right. So, yeah, it's a sitting there. That's my first card I ever opened, so I'm just keeping it open. I yeah, Cap- score. Capital One was actually my first credit card that I have. I don't have a Venture card or a Venture One, but it was actually my first credit card. I still have it now. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, Capital yeah. One was my, my very first credit I think one of my first, no, Chase was, but then my second card was a Capital One, and then it's continued to grow over the years. And the good thing about the Venture One and Venture, you can like product change at no fee um, as long as you've had your account for 12 months. And the good thing is it doesn't start a new account history on your credit profile. So it's just going to continue with the same credit history and you keep Mm -hmm. your same limit. So like I can I had the Venture card. I can downgrade to the Venture One. I can go back from the Venture One to the Venture. All you have to do is make a phone call. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's Uh really convenient when you think about it. Mm hmm. And then from the venture with the venture card from last week, you get two points on all your purchases, right? Uh huh. Okay, and then the venture one, you get one point two five. One point two five. Okay, now, gotcha. Only downside to this card is that you know the foreign, no foreign transaction fees are good, but if you had, for instance, the Discover It card, which we're going to talk about next week, it has one point five points. Or if you mm-hmm. have, for instance, the Freedom Unlimited, that's one point five, but you still have foreign transaction fees. So you can earn more other places, but this card has no foreign transaction fees. So that's something to consider that you can use for every day. Right. And that's what you were talking about with diversification. So yep. you can use the other cards for more points. But when you go out of the country, this is the card you want to use right. for no transaction fees. And it's pretty flexible. You have no such thing as blackout dates because pretty much you just buy whatever ticket from anywhere. And it, you can use your uh, miles, quote unquote, to be able <laughs> to erase the actual charge. So if you spend $300 on a flight, you use about 30,000 miles and then you don't have to pay $300 to the flight. It's basically cashed back on your card. So 
I mean, it's flexible. And it's, when you think about diversification, definitely another way to go. Gotcha. So anyone who's out there who's been speculating about getting a car and kind of weary, this is probably where they want to go because they don't have to pay an annual fee. Don't have to ask right. too many questions. Yep. Just get That's your car. Good. And definitely, yeah. definitely a good entry card. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Highly recommend it, y'all. The annual fee come around your feelings, get hurt. You're like, dang, I gotta pay this again. Mm-hmm. So, like, all right, let me drop this and get the venture one. Because <laughs> I was thinking about that after this first year, if I don't really get the most out of this venture, then how I plan on using it, I'm dropping it down to this. I feel you. <laughs> yeah, no need to pay the money if you're not using all the benefits. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Not at all. I think there are some versions of it as a Visa card too. It's weird. What? <laughs> don't know craziness but who knows that will be for another episode (laughs) every week the drifter podcast features dialogue and stories from our travel community real stories from real travelers if you want to join our travel community please visit signup.driftertravels.com have a question about the podcast Want to submit a question of the day or a topic for consideration? Send an email to podcastinquiry at driftertravels.com. We would love to connect with you. All right. You've learned about the Capital One Venture One card that didn't have too many ones in it. Now, <laughs> we're going to take you to a place that we travel, a place that I definitely cannot pronounce. I'm not even going to pretend like I can. <laughs> but it's something that after seeing the pictures, you're going to want to say, wow, I have to book a place there tomorrow. So at Drifter Travels Podcast, we're always trying to give you some new places to go. Some place that you have heard of and some that you haven't. So for today's episode, I'm pretty sure this is a place you haven't gone to. But you know what? It's time for you to learn. All right, Snack Attack, where are we going to today? Okay, guys. So today we're going to go to a place far away. It's called Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia. Yes, we're going to Mongolia, folks. So the reason why I picked this place this week is because a friend of mine is moving to Singapore on Friday or Saturday and she told me that while she's in Singapore she's going to go to Mongolia for her birthday and I was like you know what I've never really heard anyone say anything about going to Mongolia and then actually yesterday when I was watching 60 Minutes yes I'm a low-key nerd uh, it's my favorite show I was watching 60 Minutes and this uh, young lady from Oklahoma actually went to uh, Mongolia to learn falconry and she actually got a PhD out there. Well, she got a PhD on falconry by going to Mongolia. So I looked up the pictures and I thought it was pretty cool. So here are some quick facts regarding Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia. So Ulaanbaatar is actually the capital city of Mongolia. And just a quick little fact about Mongolia. Mongolia is landlocked in Asia and it is a very big country. It's three times the size of France. But it's surrounded by Russia, China, and Kazakhstan. FYI, just hmm. so you know. So I was looking up, you know, how people usually get to Mongolia because I'm fairly certain it's expensive just to fly straight to Ulaanbaatar. So a lot of people suggested flying to Europe and then getting like a low-budget liner flight from Europe to Asia. And then you can actually take the train into Mongolia. So that's always an idea. FYI. So when you get to Mongolia, you're probably like, well, what do they speak out there? So the official language of Mongolia is Mongolian. But Russian is very popular since they're uh, neighbors and also English has become very popular. So you want to make sure you download your apps for that so you know what's going on, like so you can converse with everyone. So you don't need a visa if you're coming from the United States. 
Um, but if you do need to get a visa, this is really important. You need to get a letter of intent to go there. So if you don't have an American passport, you need to get a letter of intent from like a travel company or like a sponsoring company to take you out there. FYI, mm. that's important to know. That's interesting. Yes. So the currency out there is called the Mongolian Tugrik. I'm sure I'm not pronouncing that correctly. Uh, or it's called the MNT. And one U.S. dollar equals 2,564 MNT. FYI. And from what I read, it looks like our dollar goes pretty far out there. So... Um, Mongolia is a big country that has like different types of terrain. So it's important to look and see when you want to go, if it's like favorable weather. So tourist season in Mongolia is between May and September. Most tourists go to Mongolia in mid July for a festival called the Nadam festival. And I'll get into that in a second. But if you're going to go during tourist season, which is May to September, it's best for you to go between, um, in June or September because that has the best weather. It seems like uh, the end of July and, and August have like a lot of rain. So you don't want to get rained out while you're there. Oh man, Let's I can't go near my birthday month then. <laughs> no, you don't want to do that unless you want to be in the rain. Uh, and it gets pretty warm in the summertime. So you want to make sure you're dressed appropriately, appropriately while you're out there. So you're probably thinking, all right, so I got out to Mongolia. I got my money. I got my MNT. I don't need a Visa, I'm out here, the weather's nice. What am I gonna do while I'm out here? So there are different areas of Mongolia that you can go to, but if you're gonna stay in Ulaanbaatar, which is the capital, there's the Nadam festival, which I talked about earlier. It's like the biggest reason why people go to Mongolia. And it's a festival that celebrates wrestling, horse racing, and archery. So people go out there to view, spectate, participate in wrestling, horse racing, and archery. And actually, a lot of women have now gotten to the festival as well, and they are participating in the horse racing and archery, FYI. Do we have any women that are interested in archery? Hmm. So while people are out there, they also stay and they go visit other areas of the country. But if they stay in Ulaanbaatar, they go on Buddhist Monastery tours are pretty big out there. Most of the people in Mongolia are Buddhist, so there is a big presence there. So you can definitely go to a couple of different monasteries. And then also a lot of people are interested in learning about Genghis Khan because, you know, Genghis Khan was from Mongolia. So they'll go to uh, this place called the Gorky Terej National Park and they learn about Genghis Khan. And actually the biggest like equestrian statue in the whole wide world is of Genghis Khan, which is out there as well. So you want to check that out. But some people like to go to Mongolia and kind of like move around within the country. So if you go to Western Mongolia, they have what's called the Eagle Festival. And that's how you learn how to um, you learn the art of falconry, where you get to basically have falcons land on your arms and you get to feed them and check them out and, and you know, learn about how the nomads learn to live with the falcons. So I thought that was pretty cool. That's what I saw on 60 Minutes yesterday. And... If you go to southern Mongolia, I've heard of the Gobi Desert. Have you guys ever heard of that? Mm-mm, never heard of it. Okay. So the Gobi Desert is actually in southern Mongolia. Oh. So you can actually do a Gobi Desert safari, which is like five to ten days. And basically while you're out there, you're like playing in the sand dunes, you're horseback riding, camel riding, and staying out in the desert and hanging out there. So that's pretty much all you can do. Well, a lot of some of the things you can do, there's so many other things you can do there. But a lot of culture tours, a lot of people who do like a lot of camping and want to be like, quote unquote, nomads, they go out to Mongolia and hang out there as well. So that's all I have for today. 
shoot, I want to take a trip there. Right. <laughs> the only thing that I yeah. saw that might be a little issue, just so you know, FYI, I'm going to be real. It seemed like their food out there, they don't eat like a lot of vegetables and fruit. It's like a lot of meat and starch. So if you're like a vegetarian, it's going to be a little tough. Boy, Probably going to be eating a lot of rice. Or... <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. Yes. So I'm a, FYI. I'm a <laughs> but I got to get my veggies in. You got to get your veggies in. So they're saying that fruit and vegetables are like really, really expensive. Hmm. Um, so like if you need it, because, you know, as Americans, we'd like to have kind of diverse food or whatever, then you have to spend a little bit more to get your veggies. So basically I need to save my money. So I'm balling. So I get yes. the fruit. Or I just I'm, be a carnivore. Bring, so bring some MREs to eat out there. Some, some put some water on your broccoli. Mm-hmm. Be okay. Yeah, they said being carnivore, you know, that's not my kind of place. Right. I eat meat. Oh, just kidding. Yes. You get some deer soup. <laughs> the deer soup we never got. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it, y'all. That's all I got from Mongolia. I thought it was pretty interesting, and the pictures look great. So if you're kind of like an outdoorsy person and you like to be outside, one with nature, that's where you want to go. Take me there. Take me there. Yes. If you have, if you happen to been a Mongol, if you happen to have visited Mongolia, please hit me up and send me some pictures. I would love to see your pictures, and I would love to help my friend that's going to go out there next year in May. Sounds like a plan. Sounds mm-hmm. like a plan. Sack attack. Got your credit cards in, got your ones and your twos and your threes on that. Now we're going to, uh, okay, I can't say it's Snack Attack. I, I tried it. <laughs> Ulan Batar. Ulan Batar, Mongolia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to practice it at least fifteen times before I go. But got a great description of place that I need to travel to on my list, wish list now. And so we're going to turn it into the last part of our show where we discuss an open topic, something that's concerning to you as a traveler, giving you insights and information that's going to help you to be able to travel a little bit better. And so for today, for our open discussion segment, what we're going to discuss is something that's probably near and dear to many people's hearts. And that's how do you exercise and stay healthy while traveling? Mm. How about you just don't? Right. <laughs> no, I'm playing. No, it's exactly. vacation. Right. You're supposed to be on vacation relaxing. That's how I see it. So, I mean, you got you've been working all winter. You've been working on that summer bod. You've been, you know, in that gym, eating weights, you know what I'm saying? Eating eating salads every day, eating healthy, eating nothing but fish, turning away candy, staying away from fried chicken. And cookies. And cookies mm. and everything sweet. And you don't want to go on a trip and mess it up because, you know what I'm saying, you got that eight-pack working. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's looking at you when you're in that bikini or you're in that swimsuit. So, like, how do you, in trips, keep that perfect bod perfect? Go ahead, Brandon. We're going to start with you first. Mm-hmm. Nah, simple. <laughs> Come on, Brandon. Give us the truth, Brandon. What do you do, Brandon? Uh, hey, one, one of the things, things I like to do when I try to eat. So. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we, we I don't want to even say we eat unhealthy. I just eat whatever the food is that's there. So, I mean, we don't eat any fast food or anything. So, 
that's, that's out, out the window. window. Um, I, I don't exercise. exercise. I just don't, don't be having time for it. For but it. I, I do try to walk everywhere, though. Like, if it's something... We try to stay places where we can walk walk most of the time on a trip. So we use that kind of to use as an exercise. And sometimes we walk up to, like, a lot of, like, five miles in a day or something. So... That's my exercise. That's, That's all you get from me. <laughs> it works. <laughs> That's it. it works. All right. What about for you, Snack Attack? Um. Okay. So if I am traveling while I'm preparing for a race, because you guys know I do like a long race or a sprint triathlon during the year. If I'm preparing for a race, I will bring my running shoes and I will try to run either at the hotel or the Airbnb while I'm on vacation. So. Um, when I went to Japan, I brought my running shoes and my running clothes and I actually like crashed somebody's 5k out there. That was pretty cool. We like ran around the temple. Yeah. So we ran around the temple and that was pretty cool. And then when I went to, yeah, when I was in Japan, my Airbnb had a really, really nice, um, gym. So I used the gym while I was there. And then a couple other places when I was in Brazil, I ran and Copacabana beach um Copacabana I'm sorry I ran out there and then where else and then like if I'm in the states and I'm out of town I'll just use the hotel gym while I'm there that's why I'm training now if I'm not training for anything I'm not exercising because I'm usually walking (laughs) just put it out there just be honest so um I'm just not exercising because we're doing a lot of walking like I, I love walking. You guys know that I will walk anywhere. I can walk several miles a day. So I'll just walk and walk it off. Mm-hmm. And I need to work on my eating habits while I'm out of town because I'll eat anything and everything. But other than that, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm definitely exercising <laughs> by walking. Shoot, for me, but, it feels like oftentimes uh, I um just the walking that we do is enough. <laughs> right. But I've started like when I travel now, I start carrying like my gym shoe, my uh, running shoes. And mm-hmm. my basketball shorts, and so like when I go out city, some I just take a walk around or like a mile jog in the morning, and I'm already eating. Mm-hmm. I'm already kind of eating lean as we go. Like Brandon said, I kind of like check on like different foods that you can try that are from there. Um, but at the same time, you know, I'm trying to balance like burning enough carbs. I like seeing like I've walked t- like almost ten miles in a day. Yeah, that's my biggest thing, especially because then as you're walking, you get to see stuff. But Maybe a light jog in the morning, or especially there's a beach somewhere, just going like for a little run in the morning. And if they have a gym, you know, at the uh, at the hotel I'm staying at, that's great. Like I went this weekend, went to the gym in the morning, so I like doing it. And especially at a swimming pool, I love swimming laps. Mm-hmm. So that's one of my big uh, cardio boosters. Oh, that's good. That's low impact on your knees. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. Uh-huh. Something, Something else we like to do on trips, trip, I forgot about. We like to hike. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Find, like, some nice places to hike um, to do that as well. So I guess that's count as exercising. Did you do that when you went to L.A.? Didn't you go to L.A. recently? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. Um, what's that? Runyon Run Park? Mm-hmm. Okay. I haven't yeah. been out there. I have to check that out. Mm-hmm. Yep, sure did. Yeah, I'll have to, like, have more races or something so I can do more exercise while I'm out of town. Shoot, sometimes yeah. the food, uh, um, the food that you get, it also helps too when you go to other countries. Stay healthy. 
it's so much different from the food yeah. in the states because it has so much less preservatives so it's like you don't feel so full you don't feel like gassy or anything like that it's just yeah. like super fresh like extra extra fresh food i never so. went to hong kong between sweating walking and the food that they had that didn't have a lot of seasoning i lost like 10 pounds <laughs> and it definitely worked for me i was like no, no seasoning they had no seasoning in hong kong barely that's really <laughs> You sound disappointed. Because <laughs> I felt like Beyonce trying to carry hot sauce in my bag. So, Hell yeah. So, so which one was worse, Hong Kong or Cuba? <laughs> Hong Kong. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Hong Kong with less seasoning? Cuba was different. But Hong Kong was definitely less seasoning. I ate some things that I'll probably never be able to pronounce. And, you know, when I came back and said, man, they said, you've lost a lot of weight. I was like, Wow, I was only there for like four or five days. <laughs> I was like, it was better, it was healthy for me. It's, I was addicted to traveling yeah. for, for health reasons. Same thing with Brazil. Like it was so humid and hot out there. Like I didn't want to drink anything. I don't want to eat anything. And I think we ate like one meal a day. We ate like fish water, which is like beans or something like that. So like I didn't really eat that much when I was out there. And I worked out when I was there. So yeah, I didn't eat that much. Man, thanks, Brandon. You reminded me. I want to go start. Bringing down Tony Saturay and some right. Creole seasoning and, ch- and start every, me a every oh, trip. Start bring, bring, no, shoot, I'm gonna take it to Cuba and make me an empire. I'm gonna be importing that by the by the thousand loads. Change their whole little lives. I'm gonna say, <laughs> they didn't want to know how to act. Right. They had to get used to it. Right. Then, then, then Cuba wouldn't have no problems with tourism at all. <laughs> Even like the rice and beans didn't have any salt. Right. Like you put sugar on top of sugar. That might be a reason too. Yeah. So to like other people in the United States, it might not be as bad. Right. Just like when I go to LA and the food was not seasoning. A lot of places you go to LA, I'm just like, yo, this reminds me of Cuba. I like hot sauce almost everywhere I go. She didn't carry it with you. But. Well, see, you're from Louisiana, so your seasoning, you know, taste buds are a little bit different from everybody else's. I mean, they should be the yeah. standard of America, but it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Only because I say that from my cre- the Creole part of my genes. <laughs> but, nah, I guess that that is that makes it hard, though. But, yeah, I mean, traveling, you do find some good food that also can help if you're trying to be health conscious. And a lot of times, um, but you usually try to ask things like gluten-free and all those kind of things. So you don't have to even worry about some of that sometimes when you go right. to the country. So in between like the, the amount of walking usually that you'll do, if you take time walking, and some of the food that you'll eat, it really helps you to stay healthy. And especially if you can get like a nice little run in or work in the gym and then have like motivations like Snack Attack has, like, you know, of doing some type of marathon, something that you're working towards, that also will help you to stay conscious. Because it's so easy to find that cheeseburger or that fried chicken. Or, the or those chips. The chips. Those fake Doritos. Yes. Especially <laughs> like after you've been out for a long day and you just want something super salty because you just like it, let all the salt just kind of let go from your diet mm-hmm. the last couple of days and then you just like eat everything. Yeah. It happens. It does. But hopefully it doesn't happen to you. So. <laughs> 
with that, it's been a pleasure chatting with y'all. Hopefully that y'all found the conversation really helpful for you, especially trying to find ways that you can be healthy. Um, if you haven't already, make sure to leave us a review. Uh, we'd love to know on iTunes, all the other places that you listen to us, SoundCloud, YouTube, um, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, uh, Google Play Music, uh, you name it. Just let us know, you know what you think of the, the podcast. And then also connect with us in the community. You know, go to visit us at driftertravels.com and go to driftertravels.com slash Slack to join our Slack community. And then also, if you go to our podcast section of our website, you can also leave your questions. So anything that you're thinking of, things you'd like for us to discuss and share, we'd love to be able to hear from you and be able to learn exactly what types of things that concern you as the travels that you are so that we can be able to give you all the all the insights and information that you need so that you can be the best travel you can be. But until the time that we catch you on the next flight and catch you in another city, it's been fun kicking with you. And this has been one of your hosts, Brian Fontenot. Brian Boone. And Kiara Sandoval. And with that, we are out, y'all. Siri don't even understand, but it's all good. We gone. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Drifter Podcast. Flights, miles, and abroad. Enjoyed the show? Make sure you review us on iTunes. Share the podcast on social media with your friends, family, and fellow travelers. Want to be featured on our podcast or have a question about travel you need answered? Visit driftertravels.com slash podcast to learn more and to be a part of our show. Be on the lookout for our next episode. Until next time, Drifter family, travel safe.